So uh, as you can hear, we're still inside the ground. It's the end of the game, almost the end of the game. Probably 92 minutes. Watford have scored a third, and the United end is, I'd say, leaving fairly quickly. But there are flyers going on the pitch. Um, people have had all the turned back on it. Um, it's been a shambles. Um, there's been very few parts of the game where United have done anything at all but the whole performance lack of it lack of effort you can make an excuse for Maguire sending off but actually he deserved to be sending off he was shocking anyway he made two horrible mistakes for his bookings it's a team that don't want to play for United by the looks of it and um, I would think that the end that we've got now most have sat down that have stayed the others are just turning their backs and walking up the aisles to leave and just as we waiting for the final whistle that's um, Watford's fourth um, I think it's over final whistle the players just hands on their knees De Gea despondent and he's had a good game he's done nothing wrong Ronaldo disappeared Juan Bissaka disappeared and, the, and you can hear those of the United fans most of them who stayed to be fair Indy finally Jesse Lingard clapping the fans and that but I do think it's over for Ali now I don't think he'll stay Brad Foster's come over and clapped Sancho Lindelof Bruno and the big and Ali clapping Very interestingly, Ollie's come up, he's held his hands up, he's clapped the fans, he's said sorry, and he's also waved goodbye. Fernandez has come up, started shouting at the fans and saying it's not him, and pointed at the players. And the crowd have just told him to fuck off, basically. And so he's got annoyed, and now he's gone off. So it's quite an interesting end to the game. So I walked a little bit away, uh, we've just come outside, as you know, we think that Ollie said goodbye. Just uh, caught up with a couple of Watford fans here. Yeah. Do you, um, did, you must have expected perhaps to beat us today. I don't know if we expected draw, maybe, that. Yeah, a draw. Yeah. Well, there was a, always know, a chance, always a chance of beating you, yeah. And in the end, you not only, after the first half, and you knew you were tuning all up, there was no coming back for United. Didn't you never, so. you never, no, no, you never no. thought, because no. we do, we have got um sort of history of coming back in the yeah. last couple of years yeah, but seeing Martial and Van Der Beek come on I wasn't, I wasn't scared by that at all to be honest with you yeah like obviously Ronaldo's still up top but I've been, we, we had him turning Ronaldo didn't yeah. see him as a threat 
he, he can turn it on for sure, but it just wasn't. Tonight. He had four or five chances. I he mean, did, we, you did. missed two penalties. There's no way that I mean, four-one was a fair result without a doubt. Did you feel that that's the worst United side you you've ever seen Watford play? Yeah, the performance was worse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's been said that there's a bunch of single players. That's what showed really on the pitch. You could tell they're good on their own, but not together. There's so no, no on, chemistry. On paper, you're good. On the probably, pitch, you're not probably so the good. best team in the Premier League on paper individually, but it doesn't show on the pitch. And do you put that down to the coaching? Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, there's no team. There's no team around. Getting rid of Oli, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think that was him waving goodbye? hundred percent. He's Three gone. Games. This is he's the third, gone. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. We were trying to work out whether it was sarcastic or not when you were saying he was at the wheel. We couldn't tell. <laughs> All right. Well, look. Thanks very much indeed. Yeah, I'll stay up and we'll see you again. All right. Cheers. Thanks, lads. You said that you you just were just discussing really what what would it have changed if Bruno had made that? Well, just saying to Rick and Matty there, I thought for the first 20, 25 minutes we played brilliant in the second half, but there lies the point. We still lost that second half to one when we played well. We lost four one all together and we're a million miles away. The obviously Van der Beek did brilliant when he come on. Maguire, what the fuck he was doing, letting that run across him like that. Like I didn't, you know, I noticed he didn't put his fingers in his ears. There's some attention seekers at the end wanting to get on um, TV to make sure they were making the point to Ali and all that. It's ultimately it's just like Rick says, it's sad to see it go like this. And it's a mess. It's an I don't know where mess. it'll go from here. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not sure it is. It's the end. We keep, but I don't know how. And to, to, to leave, they're hanging him out to dry. I mean, that was that when he come over at the end and he got a bit of stick. That was devastating. That shouldn't have happened. And but he shouldn't. You know, this decision should have been made long ago, and they just, as ever, the board just—it's just a rudderless ship. And the first half, I mean, we're just saying, uh, do we just not do just nothing? There was no cohesion. There was no setup. Again, two defensive midfielders, and then half time, you know, the Van der Beek was sub was overdue, and he thought he was excellent second half. But you, you try to save your job, and you bring Anthony Martial on. Fucking hell. It's a disgrace. Well, really what a strange sub that was. The, the problem with a lot, a lot of this, though, is you know, there should never have been a new contract in the summer. Now, I've, I've, I've been very, very supportive of Ollie right from the start. I was glad he got the job. You know, I wanted it to work for him more than anybody else. But why on earth do you reward somebody with a new contract before they've actually achieved what you know? A certain level, and the thing is, you know, to give someone a new contract, it's to stop him. It's basically to stop him going elsewhere. Now, Ollie was never yeah. going to go elsewhere. Exactly. He was never going to walk exactly. away and get the PSG job we or the Real Madrid job, was he? We weren't you know, protecting but, an asset. But it's just like a rolling it's, contract. It's, it's the, yeah, it's the, it's the yeah. intention it sets out, isn't it? And you know, right from the very start, the decision was made to, you know, appease fans, give give fans what they want, and they're going to have to make a very difficult decision. Well, I, I don't think it is difficult anymore, and that's really hurtful to say that, but they've got. To make the right decision now and if there's not the right person lined up then they need but they should have been planning for this and we'll see whether they have been planning for it or not because it can't continue like that because nobody you know whatever whatever your thoughts are on Ollie as a manager whether you thought he should have got the job in the first place or not you know there's definitely been some improvements but now we're going back you know if you look where we were after Gdansk and yeah that was a that was a, a blow you know but we were a penalty away from winning a trophy we finished second in the league everyone thought back him in the summer 
we'll kick on this year we'll actually put a title challenge in you know and for once actually you know they did they did back him in the summer but it's gone the other way and you've got to sometimes just accept that it's not going to get any better and we're we're very much hoping it will but nobody believes anymore do they it was make or break this season like you said to the contract was just crazy I thought he was lucky to keep his job after Gdansk. Just it wasn't just Gdansk. You know, you look at the end of last season. It was it's been going this way. Yeah. But the then, is, yeah, they backed him. They give him the contract. I think the thing with Gdansk is, if, if we'd have got turned over three or four nil, it might have been a different decision. I yeah, think when you yeah. lose eleven ten on penalties, it's almost like you can't hardly sack somebody because your keeper didn't get near it. I mean, he saved three this year for. I know he's he, he didn't get near the first eleven. You know what I mean? He was just like, saving a goal but, away from winning that. Weren't they? They had That's to kick thing. on, didn't they? They had to close the gap, and the gaps. Just to even look at the table. So easy to play against the space yeah, yeah, they were yeah. getting in the area as well. Not twenty-five yards from goal in the area. I mean, I think it's the first one, Luke Shaw just trots across to him you know and De Gea what he made three or four good saves saved two penalties it's you're looking it was four it could have been six or seven that's the thing it could have been it could have been that today it could have been. been five or six, six you've got Manchester you know Manchester United yeah, you know for us we're the biggest biggest club in the world the most important team in the world there have got to be it's got to be a really sought after job agents earn a fortune yeah there has to have been contact from people interested in that Manchester United job by agents into the club saying look we are interested should you be making a move there isn't an obvious manager though is there there isn't they must have been offered United must have been offered at some time in the last few weeks or whatever the thing is Steve I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of what we've tried to do I think I was all up like Rick from the very start I was up for a party in Ali I think he's done brilliantly for 80% the first the first couple of years I think the semi-finals we felt like we were getting there I think he sorted the defence out I think he, he's got a far better squad he's certainly made the dressing room a better place games more fun to come to and there was that stage where we were scoring five or six goals ten times more than we, we were doing under all the other managers put together but now it, it, how can you argue against what's happening and and now I don't. I think he's making mistakes. Once things start going bad, you start making mistakes. You can't see the wood for the trees. And now I don't think he he, he knows what to do. I think he's stood on the. It's never a good line. sign either for a manager where your signings aren't getting in your starting yeah, lineup yeah. on a regular basis because you know you take over a team, you're taking somebody else's players, aren't you? You've got to you know you've got to do what you yeah. think's right to get you through it. But you know. I, I thought Sancho played well today, but it's the first time he started in, in a long time, and isn't it? You know, the right and they've wanted him well. for two years, haven't they? That's yeah. the thing. So it's like they've identified him as a player. Yeah. They've eventually got him, and then they don't play him. Yeah. You know, Van der Beek, whether he was his signing or you know, you don't know, do you? But you know, they're signing somebody, they don't play him, and it's just it's not a good sign. Yeah, I mean, this, this, is, the, this is the thing with Sancho. We spend eighteen months going after him, and then we don't start him at the start of the season. We start Dan James. He would proceed to sell three games in. We've gone to shit since Dan James left, if we're honest. <laughs> I still I don't believe... at the time, but, you <laughs> know... This, this thing about players down in tools, though, I don't agree with that. I do think... Have, they yeah, proved in the second half. They proved at Tottenham. I think they look like they've not really been coached well enough as opposed to particularly not trying. I don't believe they're not, not trying. I don't believe that they're not putting the effort in, but we just look like we don't... Do you not? No, that second half, I think we really put it in. I think the players like well, Aren't games won by half-time? 
Well, to a degree, but yeah, but like they still they still put in the. We didn't try under Mourinho at the end. I don't think that I think they like Ollie. I think in general they like Ollie. Expect Pogba anyway, but apart from Pogba, I think most of the players like Ollie, and I think we we're just not good enough. Ultimately, we're not good enough. It's directionless, and I actually think these players are, are a midfielder away from putting a genuine title challenge under the right. I'm not just going to say manager, but under the right manager and coaching staff, because you know, yeah, Ollie's not right for the job, but his, his coaching staff isn't fit for purpose either. So they need to follow him out as, as soon as Ollie does. None of them can survive it either. But it's it is that you know they are good players. They, they are a good team, and I don't buy either. This oh, it has to be Zidane or Conte. You could go to whether it's the ladder Ajax and. and Ajax sell the best players for 20, 25 million. Go and get it. Like you said, it's a sought-after job. You know, realise the size of the club and just go and get someone. Well, we're now heading, going to head back to Manchester. We'll get this up as quickly as we can, so you'll be listening to it. And all I'll say that is by the time we arrive back, um, which I guess will be around about 9 o'clock, 9.30, Will Ollie still be in the position of Manchester United manager or will we be having the same discussion after the game at Villarreal on Tuesday? I know what we think here. Today, small business owners are busier than ever and spending time searching for the right candidates can feel like it's getting in the way of growing your business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK. You can focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified candidates. Then use simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritise who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires against the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster and you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com forward slash united. Again, that's linkedin.com forward slash united to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Good morning from the United We Stand podcast. We're on our way to Watford. It's been a, an international break, so we've had no football to think about, apart from the relentless uh, social media feeds of um, Ollie in, Ollie out, Harry Maguire, um, GMP arrests, protests. So, lots of things to discuss. Some things we can't discuss, obviously, but um, we'll have a go at see what's uh, in everyone's mind at the moment. So international week weeks we, we don't particularly like them. It's nice to get back to our proper football. But um one of the big talking points we usually keep within ourselves, don't we? We usually look after our own. We always have done when they've gone away on international duty. I just felt the tide turned a little bit against Harry Maguire during these last two games. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see the England game, but I, I heard about the celebration and seen a photo of it. Um it, I thought really, really poor 
judgment from him and it showed a real lack of awareness I thought to to perform how he has for the team to perform how he has and him to almost you know whatever it was I've shut my critics up because he scored against you know somewhat fourth rate international team in a meaningless game I just I thought it was a bigger thing of I'm not quite sure that, er, that people at the club see, see it as a bigger crisis as it was and I just think for your captain to do that I just thought it was really 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 poor really ill advised we've talked about it being it being alright ill judged ill advised in terms of it obviously planned because the fingers went to the ears before the knee slide and then the fingers went in the ears it wasn't it wasn't the sort of you know immediate response of someone who's delighted to score a goal it obviously wanted to say something to his critics well, who do you think those crit- who do you think he was identifying as the critics well that that would be the important thing because if he was talking about the media for example or England fans then that I could live with but like if if it was him having a go at United fans then he's entitled to criticism like he hasn't been good enough this year I mean maybe he's just having a go overall but Matt is absolutely right like I mean it's a goal in a, in a, a game that no one cares about did they win 11 or 12 nil on aggregate I didn't watch either of them I couldn't care less about it but you know he just just get on with it just just score two but more importantly go and score for United in the next game and play well and I think what it was as well like he did after the Liverpool game before the City game he did an interview with Sky and you know a lot of United players whether it's social media or all this all we've got to get better we've got to improve and it's like it's just words Maguire did an interview which I thought was a decent enough interview and he said no you know we need to take the criticism we're playing for United we've let, let the club down let the fans down let the manager down all that and then when he scores a, a pointless goal in a pointless game he, he starts putting his hands in his ears and it's like yeah so it's just words you don't you don't accept the criticism because that's what he's saying he's basically he doesn't accept the criticism towards it and him individually with his performances as well as the team and the defence as a whole so it just it just makes think that yeah they, them, them what they come out after every game are just words that they've probably been advised off some PR team to say so it's, yeah, it's, there is an expectation of him, isn't there? Around as being Manchester United captain, there's an expectation from us that we come first, and a clear. And I don't think that I don't think that that reflects the views of a lot of the players, does it? I think they put their national teams before their clubs, which I've never been good enough. You know, I've never been good enough to play international football. I've never been good enough to play to, to anywhere near the standards that these lads are playing at. So, so it's difficult, isn't it, for us to know what what meaning what you know playing for England means to them. But I did think that a lot of United supporters did feel that this was um, a direct sort of it was a broadside to us as if to say you're calling me out for my performances well shut up this is is what I can do that's his problem like if he's done it against United fans when he would be entitled to be criticised what I would say is like maybe maybe it's almost against a social media sort of thing like he takes an absolute hammering on social media and if he does go in and read it I don't know why any player would do but if he does go in and read it maybe 
you read some of the stuff that's said about him on social media I'd say you wouldn't have seen him do that at Old Trafford if he'd have scored for us in a couple of weeks again who do we play next at home is it Palace um, I don't think he would have Arsenal done it so oh Arsenal of course it is yeah yeah if he'd have scored against Arsenal I don't think you would have seen that so I, if I'm being honest in fairness to Maguire I don't think he's it was aimed probably towards United fans. Certainly not United fans in Old Trafford. It was probably more in the general direction of media. Yeah, we may well have overacted a little bit. I mean, I, I overacted. I think I, I just thought, oh, you know, you've just come out against performance against Liverpool and say, you, you're doing that. I wasn't watching the game. It was, I just saw yeah. sort of a yeah, yeah, yeah. doing that. And then I did watch it later because, uh, and then someone said, oh, Roy Keane had a go at him for it. I think that was overplayed. Roy Keane had a little go at him. I think the other, the other pun only on the snippets that I saw the other pundits had a worse go at it I guess we forget that these players we see very managed social media accounts and yet they obviously are aware of the criticism that go on and some of it I mean some of the disgusting I, I actually I um, put a tweet directly to United and I would never normally do that just saying will you please turn off your mentions Yeah. because you're putting yeah. something really good up about the remembrance yeah and the next underline it was sign somebody or sack Ollie and then you've got um, we took about Harry Gregg's birthday you know a man absolutely you know revered by us all yeah. and people were writing utter nonsense underneath yeah. about Donny van der Beek why is he not playing you're all you know yeah. it's an absolute outrage and stop living in the it's past it's a test like fit on society now in its social media Twitter especially it goes beyond football it's just a test fit on society you see the, it was it the other day the girl from one of them one of them girls bands I can't remember saying like the abuse she took on it anyone in the public eye obviously footballers I mean none it makes me laugh how people think it's footballers putting it on I mean was the summit on Instagram a summit that Bruno appeared like a picture of an Arsenal player but they've both got the same PR team so he put the wrong tweet out so but I I, I just don't understand why a footballer would put themselves on it United should pull their account as well there's nothing you get everything you need on the website anyway there's nothing on Twitter that they put that is of much use and like you say you read the replies below and we all know the type of people the replies come from like they wouldn't know Old Trafford if it fell on them they could well be Liverpool fans with accounts just to it's utterly pointless and that like United have it the worst but like every other club has it he, yeah. I don't even the know the individual attacks on players is absolutely oh, disgusting isn't it yeah. and, and I know we all get annoyed about football and obviously we came against, we came out against City we were hugely disappointed yeah. you want to vent your anger I, I would have loved to have grabbed somebody like you know not literally but, but McTominay and say you, you know what this means to us and yet you were anonymous during the entire game what happened and you want to do that but you know you, you drive home and, and you get there and real life comes back into your life and you realise oh shit we've lost the dar we've got a bit of stick to pull with and it does matter to us we wouldn't be here every game we wouldn't be going to the oh, yeah, we wouldn't be to that and all these games that we go to football matters but actually we can get over it very quickly seems to be that the people who aren't getting over very quickly are the ones actually that are further away well, I'll tell you what the difference is the, the, the difference is that the likes of us yourself 
all of us, the first instinct is to defend United players. And only when you push to the very edges, like getting beat by City where you barely touch the ball or getting beat 5-0 at Liverpool, that's going to send you the other way. But the first instinct of the types of knobheads you see on Twitter and those that reply first to United's official account, who wouldn't know Old Trafford if it fell on them, their first instinct is to slag them off. Why have we not signed Messi? Why have we not spent a billion pounds? Why have we not won a shiny new trophy? They don't get why Ollie was picked as manager in the first place. They don't get football, if I'm really fucking honest with you, because it's a TV programme and it's something they dip into. And then an hour later, they're watching Netflix while we're leaving London for a five-hour journey home. It'll never matter as much to them but they know it gets likes they know it gets attention so they want to be the first player person to reply to United on the account and say sack Ollie the fans are a disgrace the club's a disgrace fold the club and all the shit they come out with but the fact is we'll be here in 10 years and they'll have moved on to some other bandwagon yeah I think um, when you were talking this week we looked there was a lot of protest last week at Old Trafford it seemed to fall a bit flat I don't think we can start calling people the, the way you, everybody has to support Manchester United in the way they have to support Manchester United I think what annoys me sometimes and it will you is if the manner of those who don't support it in the way that we see support being so we see support being largely match going yeah, putting yeah. yourself out week yeah. in, week out, and you could have done it 20 years ago and not go now, but you're still a match going fan yeah. because circumstances change. Yeah. If you were ever in the culture of going to the game on a regular basis and travelling there and spending time and building friendships, that match going culture stays with you for life. Yeah. Whether you can do Agreed. it now or not, Agreed. whether you live in Spain now, we've got mates who live over in Spain now, get over um, when they can. Um, you might not be in touch with years, them on, on Twitter, yeah, but you knew, you yeah. knew what it was like to go. When 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000, whatever it was. Uh, yeah, time save. Now we see an element of younger ones who are wanting to do exactly the same as us. And, uh, but then we also see a whole, if you like, cohort of people who have no intention of ever doing it and want to influence it in, in a different way. That appeared to be part of what was happening last week and it wasn't the most successful but obviously then during this week we had um, Manchester Evening News and the Great Manchester Police um, coming out against what was a peaceful protest against Liverpool yeah I you know I, I wasn't I you know I didn't see in any of the protests that, that I attended I didn't see any trouble at either there must have been for this to happen but does it seem to be? Does it seem to be a little bit of an overreaction? It's a, it's a massive overreaction. It's. Um, I saw the pictures they put on, and so Don Raid are normally reserved for like drug dealers. They're normally reserved for like gangsters who have guns and this sort of thing. And I saw the pictures and the footage of GMP put on, and it's them doing Don Raid against lads where. I've genuinely seen on programmes on TV where you have paedophiles being knocked on the door at two in the afternoon and just asked politely to come down for a quiet word at the station. But it's like the GMP felt the need to say, right, here's some attention, this will get, get a bit of uh, traction on Twitter or whatever the reasoning was. He had cameras outside, lads, where there was trouble, and not much trouble, as 
far as I'm concerned, six months ago. I don't understand why they filmed it off. I don't understand why they released um, the pictures at all, beyond attention. And I don't understand why they even felt the need to put all of the pictures in the paper. Well, given, given that protest last week, and it's yeah. relative failure, should we call it. Not knocking the people yeah. who did it, I don't, oh, don't right. want to get into that. Could this be... Could they have seen somewhere, whether it be social media or whatever, that actually that's not how to protest, we'll show you how to protest next time, was there something like that? Or was this actually a broadside to say, don't do it again? Well, I think police were probably upset that they were taken so surprised by the protest. But I think for, if you're someone in Manchester in the last six months who have been unfortunate to have their house burgled, to have their car stolen, to, to have their business broken into, shop broken into, and being told, as you see, you know, you only have to read on the Emiana to see that they've been told that they've not got the resources to investigate it, and they, uh, they can't send someone out for four or five days, they can't get fingerprints, and then to turn around and, and, and see that, that a load of lads protesting against multi-millionaires in Tampa Bay getting the doors kicked through at six in the morning for for minor we, you know we're not talking about large scale disorder you know I'm not saying everyone was perfect on the day but but you're not talking large scale disorder and bigger crimes that might be less high profile on a daily basis uh, are going on in Manchester in and around Manchester and I think the people have been completely let down by GMP I think Andy Burnham's silence on it yet again shows a fucking surprise out of touch he is um, and it's it's the, the football fans are an easy target and multi-million pound businessmen from abroad are, are there to be protected and I think that's what it comes to it was a peaceful person, process weren't they they were they were and you, then you had that you had the policemen say my officers had to look at thousands of hours of footage well yeah and it's like well don't bother dickhead like there's there's barely anything happened it's six months on but in that time as Matty said like there is people and I know I know someone who had most of the house robbed and not a single policeman even visited they didn't, certainly didn't spend thousands of hours reviewing the footage and they actually said well here's your crime number and on you go and it's the old thing with football fans easy target yet as long as we, we you know they've spent so long on this forensically examining it and it's like for what probably because they were embarrassed they certainly didn't need to film it these people are everyone that they smash the doors in are potentially innocent and yet they're happy to put the names out there and they don't even they probably don't spend half this time on certain paedophiles and stuff like that like they need to get a grip and start seeing the people I mean, we don't know that we, we don't know that because you know we know that they're stretched we know that they've been cut we know that you know sorties have caught, caught everything including a number of police officers and, and being a and imagine being a cop of these days where you have to be one minute you have to talk someone down off a bridge the next minute you are dealing with complete dickheads then you know another time you're dealing with someone perhaps who's got a learning disability or autism and you're having to try and like smooth something over like that and you've got a domestic violence incident they're, they're very you know it's so widespread a job I wouldn't want to do it no yeah. no one would want it to do be, it it would be interesting to see at the end of all this if charges that are brought against uh, whether they consider that for the the amount of time effort and resource they put in it are the charges really going to justify that level of investigation well are we got all these 
anti-vax, anti-lockdown, anti-mask, uh, the Extinction Rebellion, all these protests you see going along, will we see this level of investigation, this level of reprisals? Are we going to see people's doors going in at six in the morning? Or is it just reserved for football fans? Well, it's the old thing, isn't it? Like, and, and as well, like, is stealing a corner flag going to be viewed as the same as stealing half of a person's content in the night in the night while they're sleeping upstairs that sort of thing it was in one case it was a corner flag so fucking what like I think know. this is definitely it does appear and we don't know until it all comes out maybe maybe things happen that we just didn't know about or didn't see because you know but it'll be interesting to see what, what does happen from it all and whether this is just a show to say you know to ward ward off people ever doing it again in terms of crimes committed um, there seems to be quite a few crimes by the uh, French international football squad um, in terms of uh, cups and um, bodily fluids being passed into people. What did you make of all that nonsense this week? Do you know, I only heard that this morning. Someone on here mentioned it. What is it? It's... Yeah, they were talking about it was all sorts of ridiculous uh, allegations against the French squad and certain players, but they never named any of the players apart from one, I think. Who, who was but, but it was just it was just some kind of almost ridiculous behaviour um, involving defecating in someone's mouth from a from a height and and uh, common practice at parties but they didn't name who it was but it just seems that um, if we talk about social media and its reporting it seems to have really hit base level this week In, going back to the match today um, <laughs> oh, it's good as hell. you to better need to look that one up fucking hell. Yeah. be careful what I get put into in terms of the match today we've not mentioned the obvious big game for United today are we going to win it? Uh, well do you know what I mean? I hope, obviously, for Ali. You know, from the very start of Ali's reigns, they have I've backed him and backed him like to an absolute fault. But I feel like with Chelsea coming up, the game on Tuesday, obviously at Villarreal, he needs a win. I mean, I I was there, obviously, as we all were. We stood just behind you at City, Liverpool, and it's now the performances are unacceptable so the people who are rallying out I've argued against them since the start but you do get to the point where you're like we're going to run out of defences unless Ollie turn if Ollie even turned around and said this is the midfield I want in January I'm going to get rid of Pogba I'm going to get rid of Fred and, and you saw him scouting a person but the moment it feels like we are a bit aimless and I think we need to win today we probably need to get at least a draw at Stamford Bridge next week we need to get through the Champions League I want him to still succeed more than anything yeah I think, I think that's I think that's what the club are doing we feel, the Champions we feel a bit yeah. in limbo I do think that there's there almost seems an admission now that it's a case of when um, I thought he was very fortunate to survive the Liverpool game yeah. then the international break seemed an obvious one I must admit I was really disappointed in Oli himself going on holiday um, he may have been you know the I, amount of abuse that he's got I, I, I get that I just thought that it was there's so much wrong and there's so much wrong with the setup, with the coaching with the way we're approaching games I'd have thought and there was you know I know there was a lot of first team plays away there was also a lot of plays at home heavy break in there today but um, <laughs> well to all day. Um, 
you know, I thought it was a chance for him and the coaches to get round to work on stuff. You know, and I thought that was a bit of a wasted week, but it just, I don't know, it feels limp. But we could go out and win 4 0 today, and it's. We're just a win, is it today? It's the manner of the win that we need. Yeah. I think it's, he needs to make some decisions. I think he needs to change the way we play. I think he needs to change some of the personnel. Stop going with the same 12, 13 players every week. Use some of these players. Well, should he be? Should he really be having to do that after what two years, two and a half years? I think sometimes if you're going through a spell like we're going through, though, you just. I said before, like you just change it for changing sake. So drop Fred and pick James Garner. Do something brave or yeah. something strong and just, you know you see James Garner he might go out today and win the game what we don't do enough and this has been the case all season there's very few times we've got the game won after half an hour in the way that yeah. City do City can be 3-0 up against Norwich at home or Southampton at home and you're like another and then after an hour they're taking off their best players we don't do that every game's a struggle but even the games do, we win but half time yes. changes he needs a run yes. like, you know, yeah. there's no good going and winning today and then we have to be in the Champions League next year. I would have thought that he doesn't. You know, we lose today, and, and you know next Sunday's going to be a tough game. That's, that's creeping away. West Ham is it six points clear Arsenal. already? But, Arsenal but we can look at we can look at Arsenal and Crystal Palace, seeing the way that they've just their form currently. Yeah, and that's the they're not easy wins, are they? No. Played them in if we played them in September after the Newcastle and Leeds home games, we'd have expected to put both those. Yeah, we're, I think yeah. we're, we're not anymore, are we? With the no. exception of Norwich, I don't know what would be an easy game for us. Because yeah. we made, we made any, I mean, the Villa lost every game since they come and won at home. Yeah, they have. Yeah, we've so, the manager since then. Yeah, so it's we just, and we've missed out on. In the meantime, we've missed out on Conte. We've missed out on um, Gerard. <laughs> Well, <laughs> oh, well, the thing is, I mean, I was glad to miss out on Conte. I think he'd just bring a shitload of care. Um, Brendan Rodgers, fuck me, no. Oh, God, like, no. We, 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 you know, people will argue we can't make our next um, appointment based on tradition or trying to do the right thing. But we don't have to go so far the other way that Brendan Rodgers is the answer. Like, the thought of Craig said on Friday, the thought of Brendan Rodgers walking up and clapping at TRA is fucking makes me sick and his Cuban heels <laughs> <laughs> there are separate things I think you know and it's it's sad seeing Ali now I think he has lost the players I do think since the Liverpool game there's been a change of attitude with the players they do see the lack of trust so it's probably a decision we need and then think about the next man I don't think we can just stick with it and aim in this because as well they're not even really backing him anymore are they they're just saying there's no plans to sack him so there's no real backing from the club there will be a plan B somewhere I don't yeah they've got you know whether it's whether it's another interim whether it's a caretaker you know I'm not funny if, if it's the lad from Ajax it's go to Ajax and just say we, we want you know now we want we want Van der Sar yeah. and Ten Hag <laughs> and your youth system. You can have, you can have and, yeah. The thing is, as long as he is manager, though, like I'll keep hope. So I hope we win today. You know, I'm not like that flex dickhead or whoever it is. You know, I'm. Always want United to win, and I hope for Ollie's sake he wins today. And then I'd love nothing more than him to go on a run, get the confidence, sign a midfielder in January, and maybe things turn. And until he is that, certainly he'll never boot inside Old Trafford, not from our section anyway. And then he needs a run now, he doesn't need a win, he needs a run, a big run. Right, well, we'll see if it starts today, thanks.
Right, so that's that then. We're going to bring you the next podcast. Well, we're going to Villarreal uh, this week. That's a, that's a big game. Um, we don't know whether the manager's going to still be in his job or not. Uh, clearly, it's becoming ridiculous now with the situation, with what's been going on. I'm going to spend the rest of the weekend, um, well, doing United We Stand. Um, before the Watford game, I was reading through some of the stuff, thinking we're really lucky to have so many talented people within United's fan base. Some brilliant articles there, and appreciate if you can support us. And buy the mag. I've put links out there for subscriptions. It's out against Arsenal um, next week, so go to uwsonline.com if you're interested in buying. Uh, we'll go to Villarreal and we'll bring you the next podcast. Um, well, maybe from Chelsea, maybe from probably next weekend. Anyway, thanks for listening. Sorry it's been so shit once again. <laughs>